Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We Talk Extensively. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie. Let's break down our hot takes on this week's sports and pop culture news. Hi, Jill. How are you? Good. How's it feel being vaccinated now? Pretty good. Exciting. You're one dose in. <laughs> yeah. My arm hurts like a little bit, but that's it. <laughs> Honestly, it was like the quickest vaccine that I've ever gotten. Like, I don't know. Normally it feels like they're in there for a while, like pushing the <laughs> syringe, the, the stuff in the syringe like in, but this literally felt like a second. And then they make you, you know, sit for like 15 minutes to ensure you don't die. I don't even really remember the last like vaccination I got in that kind of way. Like they were always at school. Oh yeah, true. And then so there was really always that one process. kid that like couldn't yeah. handle needles and would like faint. Usually me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better at them now, but yeah, it was rough. It was touch and go for a while there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my dad had to hold my hand while I got my tetanus shot at like age 16 because I slipped on a nail on a dock but <laughs> oh dear <laughs> very dramatic there was one girl there today who or yesterday who was there like with her mom and she looked like she was maybe early 20s and you could just hear her mom because like the booth isn't really where you go into to get vaccinated like isn't really cordoned off and she like <laughs> you could hear her mom being like just don't look don't look <laughs> And like taking her glasses from her, <laughs> <laughs> her glasses on, like she's all of a sudden blinded to what's happening. And I was like, oh God, is this girl going to pass out or like throw up or something? Like, I don't want to witness this. Like we are on a schedule to get everyone vaccinated here. So you want to get through this quickly. Um, we have to send some doses up to Canada because Canadians are not getting vaccinated as evidenced by the NHL's disaster this week. Right. I mean, everyone in Vancouver has COVID. Yeah, they're up to like 21 members of the Canucks organization have yeah. the have COVID and some of them have like the Brazil variant as well. So right. it's been pretty rough, it sounds like. I heard that the Brazil variant is like pretty common in Vancouver. So uh, my assumption is they got like some form of community spread. But Darren Dreger basically came out and said, expect everyone on the team to test positive. Yeah. And like families and everything. Yeah. Well, the variants in Canada are like really picking up steam. Like, I don't know which point the threshold changes where they're no longer variants. And that's just like the common version of it kind of thing. But they're just a lot more they spread way easier and they, they, it sounds like they can cause a bit more serious um, yeah. reactions to it and everything. And so like, I mean, these are traditionally healthy players People. and individuals and athletes and everything, but it sounds like it's really taken a lot of them down, like with the illness that they have and, and seeing the list of players that's on there too. Like the one I felt the worst for was Travis Hamanick because he <laughs> opted out of the return to play for the playoffs because yeah. of family concerns of having possible exposure to it. And now he has it. He was one of the first ones, I think, that tested yeah. positive. Yeah. Like in that, I mean, I think it was Adam Godet first and then like 
and then there was yeah. a bunch of other in a yeah. second group, and he was definitely in that second group. So not good, um, and huge impact on the rest of the the North yeah. Division because like the Flames for sure have they already had one game canceled against them, and they're supposed to have two games against the Canucks this week. So those will obviously oh, have to be postponed. I mean, it sounds like, so their games were only postponed through April 6th, maybe so far, but I mean, they've obviously come out and said that this is going to take a while to figure out. Yeah. I think they're predicting that there was like a buffer week that the NHL put in and the North is going to have to take up that whole buffer week. And then they're likely saying that our playoffs will start later. Yeah. Then the US, but now I've heard that they're talking about doing another bubble for the playoffs. So I don't know how our playoffs start later if you're doing a bubble. Like, I guess the other division we're in the bubble with starts later. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing the American players will probably have all had a dose of vaccine before the the playoffs even start. But I think they're, like, if there's any blessing to it, if they can keep it contained to Vancouver – you know, Vancouver's not really in a playoff position right Mm -hmm. now. And so – while they hope to get all of the games played, if there's games at the end of the season, like, you know, makeup games between the Canucks and the Flames that neither one of them are going to playoffs, like, you probably just don't play them. Yeah, I would think probably not. To keep it on schedule. But they did put that that caveat in as well to have a point percentage if they couldn't get the full full season done because of oh. something like this. So, so it is important, like, that they – you know, you're winning it out and everything. Um, yeah. Just in case, but. It's just crazy that like the North division held out for so long. And now like we're, this has been the worst since Dallas and Dallas, I mean, kind of impacted, but had no impact on other teams. And I mean, really just push back the start of their season, but yeah. this has been the worst outbreak. But it's honestly like, it's it's how bad of a job Canada is doing in rolling out vaccinations. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. And I don't even know what the stats are in the U S anymore, but we're not even close to even vaccinating like the average person. Um, even people with conditions aren't even close. In the yeah. list. You still have to be over a certain age. So it's, it's pretty bleak here right now. And really just you know having a flames game on every once in a while is like what i look forward to most nights so So the fact that that like three of their games are postponed is just not boding well for you right can you like maybe move some things around and like give me a game or something because like i don't have anything to do otherwise well they will at least play tonight against toronto yes i mean we do have to hope that the flames like didn't get it from the Vancouver facilities because they did travel there. Yeah. Well, and they've played now Edmonton already (laughs) and then they're playing Toronto tonight. So if there was any chance of them having it, like it's the whole division's blown up at this point. So allow us to just take down the two best teams in the North. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, I was telling you before this situation hit how great of an evil plan I had for trade deadline day because like, so right now the rule is if you trade within the Canadian division, they don't have to quarantine. But if you are trading with someone in the US, they've lowered the quarantine time from 14 days to seven days. And so I jokingly said, like, what if someone got COVID and your team had to postpone for like seven days and now you actually have no impact 
by like doing like I would do all of the, if I was Vancouver I'd be trading people left right and center right now kind right, of right right <laughs> because you're not playing any games anyways but like I didn't mean for that to be like let's give them COVID and the serious case of it <laughs> it was it was an evil plan but it was not meant to be like evil against human beings it was more just yeah. like ooh, I can sneak away here <laughs> right let's let's skirt the system exactly um, exactly so I do apologize Vancouver for putting that out in the world <laughs> but it was just meant to give people some trading options <laughs> I mean it's not just the NFL or NHL that's immune though because we saw MLB opening day happened this week and we already had the first series postponed the Mets and the Nats so I mean they've already had to go through this once and it's like you didn't learn any lessons from your previous season (laughs) and like baseball just has like such a unique concept with already having like the series that it like it does kind of help because you know those teams wouldn't play three other teams, and they yeah. have to play each other. We're not so, exposing everybody. Yeah, so like they kind of have little bubbles within the within the season, but I I would expect as the season goes on, there would be less and less potential for it. And I just I know that like none of the leagues want to be the team, the league that like pays for their players to jump the COVID vaccine line, but like I feel at some point one of them. Will will well in the U.S. There are enough states, like there's a pretty decent amount of states that have opened it up to anyone over 16 and above. Yeah. So I d- I noticed like some basketball players had photos of I them getting too, vaccinated, yeah. and like I assume they don't qualify under like a serious health condition uh, because then why are they playing a sport? <laughs> but who knows? So I think we'll we'll start to see more and more of that. Yeah coming up in the next little bit here yeah i just remember like like when h1n1 was a thing and the flames jumped the the queue to get the vaccine how bad (laughs) of like a public image that was for them so like they're definitely not doing it. no they're gonna be last on the list yeah they're gonna be like here you take ours like (laughs) right we'll donate it to you (laughs) yeah but um yeah there's i don't know there's i've seen some basketball players too and you know, some of the football players probably qualify just from the obesity rate because true. That's actually a very like, good point. You're like a lineman or something like that. Like, yeah, that offensive I'm not gonna line. lie. I look, I looked into it and then was a little bit disappointed that I was not anywhere close to the <laughs> obesity rate needed. And I was like, dang, like how much more candy can I eat this Easter? Like, will I get close? But no, no dice, unfortunately. I mean, you'd have to probably pound like two bags of of Hershey Aggies a day and like not leave your couch well I mean that's like kind of how life's been recently but yeah still still a ways away unfortunately not not hitting the obesity target yet so okay well I'll have to wait my turn girl can dream girl can dream maybe next week <laughs> Some good news in Canada, though. Steve Nash becomes the first Canadian to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Nelly Furtado's line in Promiscuous <laughs> finally came true. Like, like MVP, like Steve Nash. <laughs> he made it. Like, he has he made, made it. it. Like, step one, being a Nelly Furtado song. Step two, make, make the it. Hall of Fame. <laughs> 
I also think like it's pretty evident with the number of uh, players that have gone to the Nets this year, like how. I mean, he he seems very well respected within the sport because yeah. I, I didn't see people lining up to play in Brooklyn before this. Yeah, I mean, they're not playing there because the arena is fun to get to or play in or anything <laughs> like that. So that arena, I've, I've been like, there for the Islanders, and it's just like it's very weird. I have seen the Nets play more times than I've seen any other team in the NBA. I don't know why. What? It just happens to be like whatever game I've gone to, like that, they're the opposing team. They're the opposition. Team. But they are, it was always when they've been so bad. Like this is pre-Steve Nash. This is pre-like them trying to compete with the like yeah. the big threes, you know, <laughs> systems and everything like that. And I don't know. Like I saw, I saw Kobe's final game against Brooklyn and it was, Yeah. And I saw Kobe's final game against a lot of two teams, I guess, but oh, yeah, I'm so just, jealous. just like they were not good at the time. And now I feel like it'll be so much harder to see them now that they're finally like competitive and have a good coach and, and everything. But yeah. So happy for, I actually saw Steve Nash play in Phoenix. My first ever, uh, I had yeah. been to Raptors games before, but like my first ever non Raptors game in phoenix steve nash yeah. and my mom like he was on the court and my mom's like oh he's so tiny what is this <laughs> but he's like six feet with his like shaggy hair and like what did he have the like headband in at the time remember when he used to I wear, think, like, a headband yeah. to, like keep his hair back <laughs> that's how i remember him playing when i saw him in in phoenix the... yeah um in other basketball news it's almost the end of march madness the the uh final game is is set up here with the insane buzzer beater between Gonzaga and UCLA yesterday to put Gonzaga through facing Baylor overtime buzzer beater that's wild like it was crazy they like tied it to like force extra time yeah and UCLA did and then with like point no seconds on the clock (laughs) just like one of those throw it up in the air from and like pray yeah to go in so that was pretty fun to watch some of the the people's reactions, like the the UCLA fans just going insane, and then like the biggest like letdown. Yeah, history. I mean that's a hard way to go out. I mean, I guess you made it really close, and you were an eleven seed team. So yeah, like- and Gonzaga's like undefeated. Like you know, it's certainly nothing to be ashamed of in that in yeah. that situation. But but it's just um, like gotta be heart crushing. Hope, hope was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be zero seconds from making that second overtime and just, like, maybe being able to eke out the win. Okay, so I have two questions for you. Yes. Number one is who do you think is going to win in the finals, Gonzaga or Baylor? I'm going to pick Gonzaga. Okay, and question because number two. Our- <laughs> question number two is who do you think would win between Gonzaga and Steph Curryless Warriors, who the Raptors <laughs> just beat by 53 points? <laughs> I mean, probably Gonzaga. <laughs> I was shocked. Like all, I turn, I went on Instagram, and there was like so, all the sports feeds were like Raptors up by sixty-one points. Like interviews with the Golden State coach afterwards, and how much of a disappointment it was. I was getting alerts that they were up by so much, but I didn't know who they were playing at the time, and I had to like go and like double check it because I was like, oh my god, and then. Yeah, it was it was 
they were up by one point, like by 60 plus points. So yeah, I didn't realize that like Steph Curry, and I think there was a few other players um, for Golden State, like weren't playing at yeah. first. So I was like, um, what is happening? How <laughs> like, the tides have turned. <laughs> but I guess it makes a little more sense when you realize those people were out. Yeah. I mean, even if you just add in the points that, like, Steph Curry would normally get in a game, like, you know, the Raptors likely still would have won, but it wouldn't have yeah. been quite as humiliating there. Embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against the Raptors, but I mean, yikes. Like, you're in a professional basketball league. Well, I mean, the Raptors have sucked this year, so yeah. they're nothing to write home about kind of thing, but, <laughs> you know, so thankfully they're out of that game. And other thankfully was, did you see the Utah Jazz's plane? Survived, yes. Birds? Like, oh my God. They had to make an emergency landing because like, okay, so because I do a lot of flying for work, like... I'm, like, always a little bit scared of turbulence, but I've heard from, like, a lot of people that turbulence, like, won't actually take down a plane. But what will take down a plane is, like, (laughs) birds flying into the engine, which is exactly what happens. The the pictures look so gross. Like, there was, like, blood all over the edges of the the plane. And, like, I mean, they didn't get very far from the airport. They had, like, just taken off when that happened, so... Obviously, kind of a lower flying flock there that they they hit, I mean, but R.I.P. Um, to those birds. Yeah, <laughs> R.I.P. to those for sure. And thank God, I don't know who was piloting their plane, Captain Scully, but <laughs> thank God they landed it safely because Tom Hanks in the cockpit. Because <laughs> we are waiting on that Utah Jazz L.A. Lakers matchup, <laughs> so don't take that away from us, universe. <laughs> um. I heard some interviews with some of the players that were like, for 15 minutes, it was just like so rocky. And they were like, what is going on? Oh, God. I mean, I'm I'm like, when I get on a plane, I fall asleep like immediately. And yeah. I am often woken up by the flight attendant after we've landed. So like, I would have been on that plane and they would have been like, oh, my God. And I'd be like, where are we? Did we, are we here yet? And they'd be is like, she, no. Is she dead? We had an emergency landing and we turned around and I'd be like, oh man, all right, well, let me know when we get there. (laughs) (laughs) Dead to the world on an airplane. I mean, that's kind of a nice skill to have. Yeah. Especially like an early morning flight. Like, see you later. I'll be snoozing for the next eight hours. Oh yeah. 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 Early morning flights, like nothing, nothing is getting done. (laughs) What about this other um, dramatic news that includes a basketball player here? We've got um, Michael Rappaport versus Barstool versus Kevin Durant. What is going on there? It's been wild. So if you don't know who Michael Rappaport is, which I assume most people don't, he's like a low-level actor, I believe. Yeah, I remember him from Friends. Friends? He He's played Gary like... from Friends who shot the bird. The cop, right? I'm wondering how we tied this into the, <laughs> the plane hitting birds. Michael Rappaport's character in Friends also killed birds. <laughs> I think he also had a low role in... Um, Law and Order, but you know nothing, nothing to write home about. But a couple of years ago, he he was working for Barstool Sports, and I can't remember exactly what he did, but he was fired. 
And then he went on this outburst tangent against Dave Portnoy and Barstool. So I think he made some comments that were derogatory about Barstool fans. Was my understanding of why he got fired. Probably. So he goes on, after he's fired, goes on this huge rant. And then, so this week, all of a sudden, I think he sued Barstool Sports. There was like a, I don't know, a deposition or whatever. So this week... The judge ruled against him, <laughs> and yeah, like it was like it was like a slam dunk case for Barstool. Oh, yeah, like it. Like I feel so, like the judge laughed. <laughs> okay, so I watched the um, like obviously Barstool's only going to release the clips of the deposition that are like favorable to them. Yeah, makes sense. But I watched the clip, and they're they're interviewing, not interviewing, but like asking. Rappaport's lawyer is asking Dave Portnoy these questions. And like, if you don't know who Dave Portnoy is, he's like the cockiest person, I think, to like walk the face of the earth. But he backs it up. He backs he it does. up. He does. So he, so the lawyer who I can only assume like just graduated law school, like, I don't know why <laughs> you would pay this person to represent you because he was, you don't see his face, but like he was not good. And he goes... So we have this video of you because what they were trying to prove was that Dave Portnoy designed these shirts that were defamatory against Michael Rappaport and had designed them and prepared them to sell prior to them firing him and him attacking Barstool Sports. So he's like, we have this video here and they play the video and, and it's like Dave talking to someone from Barstool being like, yeah, after... um after he started like running his or after he was fired, I call these were like the messages that I sent. First, I called the wrong Michael Rappaport and fired him. <laughs> then I called the correct <laughs> one and fired him. And then I called our t-shirt guy and made these Wait, t-shirts. Did he call the first Michael Rappaport back back and tell him he wasn't fired? <laughs> I think. Okay. <laughs> so so it's very clear that the t-shirt making happened after Rappaport was fired. But the lawyer, like, was not comprehending this. And Dave Portnoy just keeps repeating, as you can see in the video, (laughs) I didn't make these t-shirts before firing him. (laughs) And he's like, but that's not what the video says. And he's like, it's exactly what the video says. (laughs) What are you talking about? All these videos are now released. And then I don't know how Kevin Durant gets in, but somehow Kevin Durant starts DMing Michael Rappaport. About how much of a loser he is. Well, he used some pretty harsh words. Loser yes, would have like, been the nicest thing he would have said. And not not so many kind words. And now the NBA is involved and has fined Kevin Durant. So, like, I have to wonder, because Kevin Durant has been caught using burner social media accounts to, like, send messages and everything like that before. And, like, do you think that he forgot which one he was signed into when he was sending these? Because, like, you can't say what he said. Just no one should say those kind of things. Yeah. But, like, let alone a professional athlete who's, like, held to a significantly higher standard and whose, like, league has a reputation for finding players who say these kind of comments. Yeah. Like, as evidenced by, like, an example two weeks ago kind of thing. So Right. I mean, maybe he maybe he forgot to sign into his troll account. <laughs> but um, Barstool Sports, like one minute man, basically summarizes everything. 
and and summarizes the Kevin Durant attack. So we'll see if Rappaport now goes after Kevin Durant and how how that will go. But because I think he still was working for like Fox, maybe Fox Sports. I think yeah Rappaport was working for. So like, is he still going to be? working for them or like what's going to happen be interesting to see how that yeah progresses over the next little while yeah I have no clue I uh, to be honest I haven't really followed his career yeah. <laughs> I, I like only really remember him from friends and from his barstool incident like three years ago so I know I was looking up like what he's been in like his filmography and everything and like they listed things and I'm like I watched some of these shows. <laughs> I do not remember him in them. So, um, sorry that it doesn't look like he's winning any awards for sorry. it. Sorry, not memorable. Yeah, uh, uh, he was in Prison Break. Um, oh, for I have a good chunk of that. time. That was a long time ago. Um, I'm just like quickly scrolling through, but like, there's literally nothing else that I can pick out. Pick out that you remember him from. Unless you watch, like, WWE 365. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> not. It's not on my regular rotation, but maybe I should be adding it in. Yeah, I mean, he had a couple narrating stints for it, so it still appears that it was uh, one-offs. But okay. maybe that's a good segue into our pop culture news for the week. <laughs> um, Jill, how are you feeling about the big news surrounding Bridgerton? I'm kind of shocked, to be honest. Uh, Reggae Jean Page is not returning as the Duke um, in Bridgerton for season two, which, like, I don't really know what his role would have been in season two because the way that Bridgerton is set up is, like, each season is meant to focus on a different one of the siblings. So, like, season one focused on on Daphne and, and her relationship, and season two is supposed to focus on Anthony and his life um which also i don't know if this is like just me realizing this but all of the siblings are have a letter of the alphabet yeah. as like their first initial so um obviously they, right and it goes in like the like a age, through right? f or g or something like yeah. that i don't know so daphne was the fourth born fourth one yeah so anthony is the oldest one obviously and, and season two is focusing on him um so i don't really know like how much he would have been in it. I mean, wouldn't his role to be like to convince us to watch it? Well, that's the thing. It's like he's <laughs> freaking hot. <laughs> so like I don't really know like if there was going to be as much nudity in season two. Um, but like they probably could have just thrown that in <laughs> just for like some views. I only watched two episodes, I think. Um, and I mostly continued from the first episode to the second because of him. Like, yeah. there was no other reason for me to continue on. And so it appears that I won't be watching any further. Well, I mean, I'd probably go finish the first four episodes, the last four episodes. <laughs> like, worth it. Seems like a um, commitment, but. Well, you could Zoom. I don't know if you need the dialogue. <laughs> Just on mute. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like, I don't know, he's claiming that he had never intended to stay on past it. Uh, It doesn't seem like that's in line with what uh, Chandra Rhimes thought, because it sounds like they're reworking all of the cast contracts so that they all have, like, 
options through like the eight seasons or whatever yeah like like not that they have to be in the entire season but like that they can use them as like guest stars and things like that Uh, okay Um, so they're reworking some of those contracts and then that's there's rumblings that he is being considered for the next bond i heard that and i wouldn't be upset about it it. yeah (laughs) i'm not a bond fan but i will be I mean, like, I don't think I would watch it still, but, um, like, obviously that's a huge leap for him from, like, unknown to Bridgerton to Bond, Um, obviously with the SNL stop in the the middle there and his performance (laughs) of driver's license, but... um, His real breakout role. Yeah, just kind of a big, big shock in... in, uh, Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. No. And they said, like in the announcement which they did a pretty good job with the announcement like they did a lady whistle down post which was yeah. uh cute but they did say like Daphne will continue to be like a good wife and mother and it's like okay so are you just gonna have her in the seasons and like pretend that he's always away or what's happening like how are we gonna weave this in well and there's been some pictures of him in character like in costume in filming so i'm wondering if he's in like one or two episodes and then maybe okay. the stage for him leaving or like i'm not really sure how we can how hold out hope play out yeah like he is a duke he did have he did live somewhere else before he came in to yeah. the first season so maybe he returns to wherever that is and and daphne doesn't go i don't know but hollywood drama yeah right um speaking of babies hollywood really provided a lot of baby news this week there was like yeah, i mean everyone's covid baby just came due in the last little while so i mean ashley tisdale main role sharpay, sharpay. Yeah. <laughs> justice for sharpay honestly um <laughs> hillary duff emma stone and bindi Irwin all had babies this week and i think they actually all had girls i looked up bindi Irwin though I mean, granted, I don't know a lot about her. Um, she's very young. She's very young. She's like young. 22 or something like yeah. that. Like, and like does not even look 22. No. She looks a solid 16. <laughs> um, so, I mean, congrats to all those individuals. I do love like Hillary Duff's content. So I'm excited that there's like another baby in the mix. <laughs> Um, not as excited as I am for the future baby being born to Jason Derulo. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been loving his TikTok content and his uh, girlfriend is gorgeous. Like, yeah, gorgeous. Um, so very excited for them. Although they appear to have not a very COVID friendly gender reveal party. <laughs> Like, there was a lot of people. Well, aren't they down in Florida? Like, I think that they've had some COVID parties all along here, if I'm remembering the TikToks correctly. I think they're in LA, because oh, people okay. from the TikTok homes go there frequently oh, Okay. Um, to partake in the dance mops, you know. Yes. Well, like I said, it's it's not like it's a new thing for him to have true COVID violations <laughs> but i was like there are a lot of people at this event like <laughs> it's the event of the year um yeah. and then kristen dunce bring it on also announced she's expecting who's married to the guy from breaking bad which guy from breaking bad 
I want to say his name is Jesse, but that's his real life name, not the character's <laughs> name, because that's that is the actual character's name. The other I person. only refer to people in character form. I don't know if I would know it, but it's like it's like anyways. I don't think important. I knew who, You'll who recognize her husband him for was. Sure. Oh really? Um, I think you'd recognize him. To be honest. Oh, Aaron Paul. She are you sure she's married to Aaron? No, she's not married to Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul plays Jesse in oh, okay. Bad. But I was the, like, whoa. husband's name actually is Jesse and is oh. in Bad. Jesse Pullman or something like that. I okay. I was like, what a step up. Very actually, confusing. you were very right. He plays yeah. Todd. Yes. He was in 13 episodes from 2012 to 2013. In case you were wondering. I watched the the whole season and that's why I was like, where do I know him from? He's like, because he has like a very recognizable face. Like it's, it's not a traditional Hollywood (laughs) face. No, he doesn't look very traditional Hollywood. (laughs) But um, yeah, she's having, having, having his baby. Um, have you watched uh, Lil Nas's music video? I did, and like, praise Jesus, have not been influenced by the devil yet, like, <laughs> he, like people are assuming is going to happen by watching it. Um, but he sure has stirred up some drama. Yeah, I think mostly from like very conservative people. Um, well, and also Nike. <laughs> True, Nike sued him, but I think that was a shoe issue, not a music video issue. Well, it was related because the shoe was designed to be influenced by the music video with the like, devil symbolism okay. and the like human blood stuff and everything. Oh, and yeah, yeah, Nike yeah. was like, hold up, we didn't approve this. Please, please don't. Please don't please do don't this. put our name on that until we can actually make money from it. Um, so you can just park <laughs> that for a moment. Just don't do it. Um, that would be good but yeah his video is pretty scandalous there's um there's a lot going on in it to to digest yes lots lots to take in I mean he's been quite the character since he kind of broke out with his um old town road song I have to laugh at the people who are like my kids are never listening to Old Town Road again because you're a bad influence. And I'm like, have you listened to the lyrics of Old Town Road? Like, why were they listening to that in the first place? And also, exactly. I listened. To, I listened to Fifty Cent when I was like 12, and turned out okay. So you just like don't really know what some of it means until like later on, like until like you listen to it now, and you're like, uh, yeah, you're like, why oh was my this on God, the radio? The lollipop? <laughs> There is a double meaning of that song. He's not singing about candy. No. <laughs> That's the exact song that I was referencing, by the way. So I'm really glad that you picked up on that. I a thousand percent knew what one it was going to be, even though we didn't discuss that ahead of time. I just was like, there's no other one. <laughs> um. Other hip hoppers, uh, hip hop has had a rough week this week. DMX is in the hospital. His manager came out and said he's in like a vegetative state, basically, due to overdose. Like conflicting reports on what his situation is. Like yeah. some have said he's he's breathing on his own. Others have said it's like a pretty grave condition. Um, but it sounds like his kids have been flying in of which he has 15 of them so like i don't know <laughs> Wait, how they're what 
<laughs> yeah, DMX has a lot of children. Um, I don't know how they're all expected to get into like the visiting hours of a hospital I assume is still under COVID protocols. Yeah. But yeah, X uh X gonna give it to you. He's he's struggling there. Really got it. Yeah. Um yeah, the lawyer has said that he's on life support after heart attack. Yeah. He's fifty. Yeah, he the, that news sent me into a pretty deep Wikipedia spiral yesterday, <laughs> where I learned about this was my favorite thing. So I was looking up DMX, and then his like feuds, and that took me to like ja oh, the Rule's feuds page, are so key, which took me to like Murder Inc. and the like production company that that had, and then how all of the different albums and and artists that they've worked with, and like they were the ones that you would expect, like you know. Jay-Z and Ja Rule and Ashante, like all yeah. of the like, big murder ink ones. And then there was this like one little blurb about Vanessa Carlton <laughs> <laughs> and her album produced by Murder Inc. <laughs> and I was like, Wait, is this the same Vanessa Carlton as like 1,000 Miles? Like, and, like it is. <laughs> just playing her piano. <laughs> and like DMX I was just thinking... I was just thinking of the scene in like white chicks when they're singing along to it. And like, I don't even know. And I'm just <laughs> imagining like the gang behind murder Inc being like, Oh my God, love this song. Like let's this call girl, Vanessa. Vanessa Carlton. Let's <laughs> yeah. sign her. We like this vibe. So yeah, that was the, the Wikipedia wormhole that I went down yesterday because of the DMX news. And I just thought all of our listeners would really appreciate that. I mean, little I appreciate it. Can we just all agree on one thing? That if Ja Rule had brought Ashanti to Firefest, <laughs> it would have gone through. <laughs> like, it would have happened. Like, I feel like the, the when Ja Rule started getting into, like, some legal problems and then, like, him and Ashanti couldn't collab anymore, like, both their careers <laughs> really went downhill. Right. They're so, just better together. We must all agree together. on this fact. Yeah. <laughs> um so i don't know about you but like talking about struggling artists i finally watched the uh britney documentary this weekend Uh and i know we had a request to discuss this yes we did our deep dive into free britney (laughs) kelsey this is for you (laughs) i do enjoy how on the documentary they refer to people as free britney activists as if they're like (laughs) you know, activists for the economy or, like, the <laughs> the environment or something. Like they're, they're basically the same level. I was like, what is this? Well, the, the documentary kind of, like, I mean, it came out, uh, I think, just before the end of last year, but it's kind of resurfaced here now because Britney Spears has just come out and said um, – she was really upset by it and she didn't watch all of it, but she didn't feel it portrayed her in a very good light. And then that kind of sparked some rumors about like her not being in control of her social media accounts, which like, I can't tell where I stand on that because like the posts and the content in them is so rambling and insane that like part of me thinks it is her, but then I'm also like, like if someone is doing this and like trying to intimidate her then like is this is this the like intelligent version of that like I don't know what is happening yeah. but it was really sad I think for me to watch like the paparazzi attacking her and like 
following her with her kid. I I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how you don't have a mental breakdown, to be honest. Like, you can't even go to the store and get, like, Starbucks. Yeah, it, like, it really detailed all of the events um, leading up to, like, her shaving her head and and the hitting the car with the umbrella that, like, everyone kind of oh, yeah. associates with her, her breakdown. Like, it, it seems like there was only, like, in that situation, she happened to kind of skirt the paparazzi except for this one who was probably being a little bit pushy and pushy and she just kind of thought like okay like this isn't normal like this isn't where all the rest of them are and she just kind of snapped on it but yeah um like yeah like the amount of money that she's paying for like the conservatorship and like her dad I saw an article that broke down like her dad's fee and he makes like over a thousand dollars per hour is his rate and I'm like oh my god like I'll do that job (laughs) (laughs) right it's it's insane and okay I think like she and from that documentary she is agreeing to stay in the conservator program like she's not saying I don't need to be part of it all she's saying is please like free me from my dad and it sounds like her mom has gone and been like can we put anyone else in charge and they've gone against it and said he'll stay but uh, I mean that has to speak for something when she's like can you just make it anybody else like just not this person it's it's sad like obviously she was exploited her entire career by by him to like earn as much money as possible and now it's like she's literally paying both sets of lawyers like the lawyers arguing for him to remain as as conservator and the lawyers on her side arguing for that yeah she has to pay for everybody like and then you know she's got these like you know so-called friends that give these interviews and and yeah questionables and then there's you know the people that are there as like the activists like i can appreciate (laughs) what they're doing i do think that like standing on the corner and like with a like a pink glittery sign is probably not the way that this is gonna like like perhaps we've taken it a little far um, yeah like like i think your obsession is like part of the problem kind of thing like yeah um it was very interesting to see that like i didn't really think know that was happening that people were protesting outside of her hearings no (laughs) i i am not but i will be on the lookout now yeah trust me yeah and like i mean i just thought it was crazy how like one of them would go into the courtroom and then like send out messages to people on the street so they could hear like everything <laughs> right, that was happening. She's like, I'm updating a Google Doc so yeah. everyone can see. At least they didn't have like a microphone, like a megaphone type thing. That was True. the one thing they were but, like. I'm surprised. I don't even think you're like. I mean, I would imagine most traditional courtrooms you can't have your phone or anything like that. Right. right? So like, how are you like using it to send out these? supposedly kind of secure courtroom proceedings but I don't know it just I was watching them kind of mock her on SNL this week and I I feel bad because like she has turned into such like a yeah like a caricature of herself and like it's I mean when you see those videos of her at 10 like she is super talented and to be honest I thought she auto-tuned like the entire thing like but they show those videos when she was younger and she's so talented and to see where she is now with her little baby voice on Instagram. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. So I thought the documentary was was good. It was interesting kind of watching that. And then I was watching alongside the Demi Lovato one, yeah. which I think the final episode of that is released this coming week. But, you know, certainly comparables in the sense of like their career yeah. put them in this, their family in a different situation than they yeah. had been in before. Um, but I, it's interesting to see the difference in like how paparazzi has evolved from like Britney's time to like, you know, this current day and age. And, and I don't know. Because it's not as big of a thing, right? I mean, it is still big, but. I think that's partly because like we have Instagram and celebrities can upload a picture of themselves immediately. And so there's not this like demand over everyone getting the best camera shot and all that kind of stuff. Um, and them selling for, for, you know, so much money. So I think the paparazzi is still there, but they're there to like get the sound bite as opposed to the photo kind of thing. Right. And so if you just like don't say anything, there's not much they can They're bored of you. Yeah, exactly. You're you're yeah. not the the hot topic kind of thing. So they're looking for the stories about like, you know, the Demi Lovato overdose or the DMX yeah. overdose kind of thing. But yeah. they're not necessarily stalking them on the like day to day the level deal, at which so. they were stalking Britney. Britney, yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, just sad and I mean I think I think like I don't even know who this person is that she wants to be her conservator, but like I feel like they I just think it was a find, bank, like, like a complete outside party, like not yeah. related. Like just go find like Bob on the street and be like, "Hi, you control Britney Spears' life now." And right. like I just feel like that would be a better situation for her. It would, and it probably would be better for everyone because yeah. we would once again have Britney Spears concerts, and that's really what we need in our lives. Right? I never got to see the Vegas residency, and I really wanted to. So. She is like one of the only ones that. I haven't seen in concert that I really want to see. And yeah. as soon as she opens back up in Vegas, we're going. <laughs> yes. I mean, as well, depending. If she's being forced to do it, then I don't feel right oh, supporting yeah, no. that situation. <laughs> but she's come out and said she won't perform again if her dad is Yeah. Is well, I don't know why you would, her. right? Like, that's yeah. that's the kind of the only piece of control that you have left of your life. So mm-hmm. I can't even blame her for that. So Yeah. 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 So hopefully this will be the kick that he needs yeah well i think that's the the hot news for the week anything else jill no i think that's all we'll see what happens uh if the nhl has been able to resume back up in canada next week and (laughs) fingers crossed for jill's sanity (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally all right talk to you later bye bye thanks for joining us this week New episodes will be released Tuesday mornings. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at We Talk Extensively and on Twitter at Talk Extensively. See you next Tuesday.